0: When the enemy surrounds us our inner eyes ought to be open to realize it's not the enemy that is surrounding us. Jesus has us covered. He is the one who's surrounding us. Praise the Lord. The psalmist puts it like this. Lord you are a shield right around us. Praise the Lord. You are the lifter of our heads. Praise the Lord. How we fight our battle Determines our destiny We are destined to win Because we follow the victor So this morning as you are standing before the Lord Take your eyes off your surrounding And look at the reality That Jesus is surrounding us And we are covered Amen, amen Praise God We're going to go right into God's word we will continue with our theme this morning. Anybody remember what is the title of what we've been sharing? Anointed for an assignment. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read out three verses this morning. First John chapter 2 verse 20 and 27. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. The NLT goes like this. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth. Verse 27. But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. 2nd Corinthians 121 And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us praise the lord father we are grateful to you for your word we pray that you will speak into our lives thank you for the work of the holy spirit in us thank you father for leading us and giving us the assurance of your presence and power and provisions and protection that is available for your children lord we yield our life to you. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word. We bind them in the name of Jesus. And we take victory in the house. To God be the glory. In Jesus name. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Father. We continue with our theme. Anointed for an assignment. Anointed for an assignment. Praise the Lord. When we started this series, we started by saying that in the New Testament, there are seven scriptures that basically talks about anointing. Out of that four, we said it refers directly to Jesus Christ. And we looked into that, how Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power. When Christ was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power, it manifested in his life and in his ministry. When the Holy Spirit came upon him, what was the first thing that Jesus did? Anyone remembers? Anyone? Right. Right. The Spirit led him into the wilderness and the Bible says he was tempted by the the devil. Jesus overcame every temptation. Not only the temptation that took place that 40 days, but throughout his lifetime, in fact, the writer of Hebrews says, That There was no sin in him. Praise the Lord. He overcame every ploys and plots of the enemy. The anointing of the Holy Spirit and the power that was upon him was manifesting. And it showed throughout his ministry. Not only just simply overcoming the ploys and the schemes of the enemy. Some which was camouflaged some which were very obvious. And that's how the enemy works against us. Every plot and ploys and scheme that the enemy releases against our life is not very obvious. Some are obvious. You can detect it right away. Some are camouflaged and unless you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you. You are not able to detect them. Right away. Praise the Lord. So the spirit of God that resides in us. The anointing that is upon us. Equips us to. Understand. Unveiled. The deceptions of the enemy. The manifestation of the power of God. As it was seen in the life of Jesus. It manifested as healings, deliverance, breaking of bondages and setting the captives free. You and I are also anointed by the Holy Spirit we said, Praise the Lord. And the manifestation of the Holy Spirit upon our lives can be based on the calling that God has placed upon our lives. Each and every one of us have a divine design from the From our Creator and for that to be effectively fulfilled the anointing of the Holy Spirit is absolutely important in our lives praise the Lord and we already thought talked about how the anointing works upon our lives we said there is physical there is ritual and there is spiritual anointing that the Bible talks about We are talking from the New Testament and we are basing our message today on this spiritual aspect. Praise the Lord. So the work of the Holy Spirit upon our lives will be manifested based on the calling that God has placed upon our lives. Anointing for the Christian today in this day and age means... That we are set apart and sanctified for a specific task, for a specific <coughs> call, for a specific service that God has cut out for us. There is a special anointing for each work, each responsibility, and each ministry that God has entrusted us. And it is our responsibility to know and to find out what it is that God has called us out for praise the Lord as far as Jesus was concerned it was so obvious to preach to the poor poor it's not talking about economically financially broke but poor as Poor in the spirit. Praise the Lord. The anointing of the Holy Spirit has the power to break bondages. Sometimes we can find bondages to people who are unsaved. People who are in the world. Sometimes people who claim to be believers can also be under bondages and under addictions. Some addictions are very obvious. You and I are able to tell because it is it manifests very op- openly. Some are underneath. It is lying dormant. We or people have mastered the art of covering it up. The facade that people use, they use it to cover up the bondages or the inner struggle that they are facing day in and day out. It could manifest itself in addictions. When we say addictions, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Addictions. Social media, very good. Social media, addicted to social media. Anybody here addicted to social media? You need deliverance just like a person who's addicted to substance because it burns your time and it just carries you away from one realm to another realm. It could be Instagram, it could be Snapchat or it could be just simply TikTok, praise God. You know you watch and you watch and you watch and the algorithm is such that it will capture your taste and based on your taste, it will keep on feeding. And if you are not careful, you can move real fast from rounds that are okay to rounds which can just contaminate your soul and your spirit and lead you into such a kind of addiction that only the anointing of the Holy Spirit can bring you out. Addictions. People just think that sometimes addictions is just substance, alcohol and drugs, but it could be as harmless as we think. Social media, it could lead you into into porn it could lead you into so many other things at times you can have all the talk all the good counsel that people give it's not going to help once you are bound and addicted unless and until you experience the power of God that breaks every yoke Praise God. So what is the first thing that we as God's children need to do is prevention. Prevention is the best medicine. We are not saying or promoting that we need to be completely abstain from social media. In this day and age, it's good to be on social media. But you need to be on Uh, You need to be in control. If you lose control, it can lead you to a place of absolute bondage which only the power of God can break. Some things look so simple and so insignificant. Sometimes these kind of things, the way that it comes to you, would look harmless, but eventually it will just, just sap the strength out of you. Praise God. We ought to be on top of it. Praise the Lord. As children, as young people, as parents, praise God, we have to keep a watch, especially parents. Parents ought to know that there are a lot of gimmicks, a lot of snares and traps that the enemy has placed all over, which can take our kids in and destroy their lives. So one, cover them with prayer. Number two, be constantly aware of what is going around us. Some things look harmless, but they have the potential to disable and to destroy the future of our younger generation. But I want to tell you this morning that the power of God is such that it can break any addiction. Some time ago, I led a person to the Lord. This person had an addiction. His addiction was kleptomania. Anybody know what that is? Always wants to steal. I used to work with him. A good friend of mine. One day, we took a walk. We are walking through Manhattan. And you know, if you go to 34th Street, all those areas, it's like vendors all over the place. He told me, watch me. So I had no clue that this guy can do this. He said, watch me. I said, what? And I'm walking with me. He said, did you see that? I said, see what? I said, see what? Then he showed me something. I said, oh, I didn't catch it because when he said, watch me, I'm watching him, but I'm not seeing what his fingers are doing, right? He's just going from one end of the street to the other end of the street. As he's going, he's stealing. And then I started watching him and I said, wait a minute, what are you doing? He says, no, I get a kick out of this. And do you know, this addiction is such that you do this and what? He doesn't take this home. Do you know what he did? In the corner of the street, he just dumped it in the garbage. And just, it's like giving him a kick. He gets a high off stealing stuff. I said, What are you doing? And you know, just walking with people like that? If he gets caught, what happens? If he gets caught, eh. Go be a believer and this and that, all those. You know, sometimes you got to be very careful. We on on a mission trip. There are 17 of us. I pray that everybody is kosher. Can you believe if someone has a habit of using a joint once in a while? Pot is legal now, right? Pot is legal. Pot could be legal, but if you get caught in the wrong place, you're done. All 17 goes down together. Laws are meant to be followed. We were coming back from a mission trip once. And, you know, each country has their laws. And one of these places we are trying to get out. And they, I specifically gave instruction. This was not drugs. I specifically gave instruction, make sure that you have no fruits, no plants in your bag. Uh, make sure that none of these things are there. And everybody says, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But some of these places that you go, they are tropical by nature. And, you know, it reminds some, of, some people of their home and homeland and all those things. And there is a temptation. Temptation is always, is not always in, in sinful things, you know. So this one person took a fruit and put it in the, ba- put it in the ba- a bag. And another person did the same thing after saying all these things. We are in the airport, in that foreign airport. Guess what? One of the aunties get picked up by a sniffing dog. I said, What happened? Nothing. I said, Did you have something? No. And those guys won't let us go. So they went through her bag and found a fruit. It's simple, it's a fruit, but it delayed us. But thank God we reached Florida. And then another Andy gets caught. And you need to understand, we are a team. If one gets caught, everybody else gets caught, right? Everybody else gets delayed. So they went through our stuff, same thing. Some dogs sniffed it. So just because we got away from Port-au-Prince 80, doesn't mean that you can get away from Miami. When in Miami, some other dog picked her up, another, another person. And they went through our stuff and found out that there was some other fruit in it. Trying to sneak it in. My point is sometimes we have to be careful who we're moving with. Because we could be what? Guilty by? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, all those things. My friend that, way, that day gave me the jitters. Okay? So this is what, he had lots of problems, but this was one of his problems. But I say this to say, I talked to him, but nothing good came out of him. One day after he got saved, you know, just because he got saved, these things don't go away. He was in a service and the anointing of the Holy Spirit fall, fell upon this man. The man who came out of the service was a totally different person. Every kind of addiction that he carried there were alcohol, drugs, stealing immoral lifestyle everything was shattered under the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit what am I saying what am I saying is that there is no person who is out of the realm of redemption for God our words can be powerless our wisdom can be powerless But when the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, it can obliterate any kind of yoke they are carrying. And that's why we need to give more importance to vibrant, spirit-led worship. God's people, when you come in the house of God, when we start rejoicing in God's presence, when we worship and when we sing, you sing unto the Lord. You hallelujah, release yourself. To the Lord Because as the power of God Moves in the house Regardless of who is singing Who is playing Who is leading It can bring forth deliverance Every person who ministers In the house of God Regardless of your setting Regardless of your calling Regardless of your platform Regardless of your time Praise God You should be aware of the fact That God's anointing Can be upon you Which is going to make Minister to the needs of people. People come with bondages. People come with burdens. People come with addictions. And God can use you as a channel. As an instrument that can release the power of God upon people. Set them free from the bondages that they are in. Folks, this is real. We need to be prepared. Our mind should be prepared. We are not going through a ritual. We are not going through a program. Yes, there is time limitation. And we have to function within the time. That is true. But we also ought to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Praise God. When we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, then we move as the Holy Spirit tells us to move. Then we say things as the Holy Spirit tells us to say. Then we sing as the Holy Spirit promised us to sing. Praise God. It's not a program. We are not in a program. You and I have to be led by the person, the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Look what the scripture says. The scripture says, we are what? It says, praise the Lord. You and I are anointed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. First John chapter 2 verse 20 and 27. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know this. Praise the Lord. We take it very lightly, right? Praise the Lord. See our settings of service Serving and ministry could be different. Some are very good one-on-one. If that's your calling, there is an anointing on you and that's where you start using that. Don't just simply... Think that this is a place to just hang out. This is a place of ministry as well. The person who is sitting next to you. Could be in need. Could be going through some situations in their life. And God can give you an anointed word. From heaven. That can bring relief and restoration. And and release in their life. From what they are going through in their lives. But. But. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah. The anointing is an indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit designed to do His work in you. Praise the Lord! Every Christian ought to know that there is an assignment for us, and the one who gives us the assignment praise the Lord, releases the unction upon you and me so that we will become effective in what God has called us to do. But it is very important that we do not misinterpret what the scripture says. Because verse 27 says, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. The anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Who abides in us? The Holy Spirit himself abides in us. And you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now it's very important that we don't misunderstand what this says. There are people who read this verse and say that I don't need anybody to teach me. The Holy Spirit will teach me. No, that's not what we we understand. Praise the Lord. When you read a verse from the scripture, you need to understand the whole counsel of God. When the Bible says nobody needs to teach you, it is not talking about no need for anyone to teach us the scripture. Because when you read the scripture, we see... The scripture or the Bible promotes teachers. In fact, Ephesians chapter 4 says one of the gifts that the Lord has given to the church, to the body of Christ, is teachers. Praise the Lord. There are apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. You know, there are people God has bestowed his gift. And offices whereby they are able to equip the body of Christ. And teachers are one of those who have been equipped to raise the body of Christ. So that they will be equipped in all good things. So that the Bible does not discount the need of teachers. Acts chapter 2 we see that they devoted themselves to to the teaching, to the doctrines of the apostles. So teaching plays a major role. Acts chapter 13, the church in Athens, you know, they had prophets and teachers in the church. Praise Lord. Apostle Paul, the Bible says, he taught in the school of Tyrannus. In other words, he rented that place and he taught scriptures three years in Ephesus. So the Bible does not discount the role of teachers. So then what is this that John is writing. You do not need anyone to teach you. Because the anointing is upon you. Taking the context into consideration. John was letting them know about the false teachers. Who were peddling false doctrines. Talking about antichrist. Talking about different kinds of teaching. Which was not legit. or Which was not kosher. Which was not authentic. They were presenting a different gospel. And John was telling them that you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in you which enables you to detect the right from the wrong. The authentic from the counterfeit. That's what the Holy Spirit do. The Holy Spirit enables you and me to discern between the authentic and the counterfeit. You and I live in a world where there are lots of counterfeit stuff. From brands to products to everything that you find there are counterfeit products that looks the same that would that would give you the impression that this is authentic but only a close eye a close inspection a trained eye can detect something which is counterfeit and the Bible says you and I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit within us which enables us to To understand who is a false teacher. What they are peddling. And this discernment that the Holy Spirit gives us, equips us. That's what the Bible says you don't need anyone to teach you. Praise God. So in this day and age, you and I have to be people who are anointed to differentiate between the right and the wrong, the good and the bad, the authentic and the counterfeit. Because there are a lot of things that are being peddled in the Christendom which can eventually lead us away from the truth. Praise the Lord. And it is not right away. It might not be very clear. Slowly, steadily, it can take you away from the path of God, from the truth of the scripture. It can detour your path. You will only realize after you fall in a trap. You study any cult that has come forth in the Christendom. Every cult, when they started, They looked very innocent. They looked very plain. But eventually, eventually claiming extra revelation. They slipped from the truth of God's word. Because they did not contain themselves. And they did not yield themselves to the spirit of the truth. To the word of truth. To the truth who is Jesus himself, the embodiment of truth. And Apostle John is warning the people by saying that you have the anointing in you. You are anointed which teaches you all the truth, which allows you to understand the lie, the false teaching of the false teachers. Praise the Lord. Hey, this day and age, there are a lot of things that are being propagated in the in the world in the name of jesus you and i ought to understand and and discern this and move forward what does it mean that you need no teacher you have the understanding it simply means that we have an internal source of spiritual understanding in the person and in the work of the holy spirit in our lives that will free us from every kind of slavery. Whether it comes in the form of deception. Human teachers that are peddling their own theories. Praise the Lord. We often use anointing only to talk about the power manifestation. Yes, anointing brings empowerment. There is no doubt about it. But anointing also brings Illumination and understanding, and the ability to differentiate between what is godly and what is ungodly. Praise the Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. First John two twenty goes like this: "But you have an anointing from the Holy One. Who is the anointing that is given to the body of Christ? Just for the few, exclusive." just for a few or is it for everyone in the old testament the anointing was exclusive to the king the prophet the priest or anyone that god raised up as a deliverer or and based on the assignment in the new testament We are called by God and it is an anointing upon all of us. Of course, the manner and the power that is manifested upon our lives could be different. But every one of us have been anointed for a particular task. Praise the Lord. We need to understand that. This particular portion talks about the ability to discern and understand What is from God and what is not of God. Hallelujah. So what is the process that takes place? When a person receives Christ as their savior, the Holy Spirit indwells that person. The Holy Spirit enters the human spirit, making the human spirit active towards God. Paul writing to the Ephesians chapter 2 talks about, he says, we who were dead... In our trespasses and in our sin our spirits were inactive our spirits were not relating to god but the day that you and i was born again praise the lord your spirit and my spirit which was dormant and which was dead in trespasses and in sin praise the lord by the work of the holy spirit and the word of god was regenerated hallelujah praise god hallelujah yes The Holy Spirit enters the human spirit, making the human spirit active and alive to God and godly things. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God communicates to our spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit communicates to the human spirit. Praise the Lord. It's the human spirit that further relays that message To our mind. To our soul. Whereby we can move according to the will of God. Hallelujah. The instructions from the Holy Spirit. The counsel from the Holy Spirit. The word from the Holy Spirit. The timely word. The apt word. The word that meets us at the point of our need. If we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, God has a word for us for each season. We have different seasons in our lives. Highs and lows. Seasons of abundance and seasons of scarcity. Seasons when we are high and rolling. Seasons when we are down. In every season, God has a counsel and a word that is custom cut for us. And God wants us, you and I, to be in a place where we are able to receive that word. The Holy Spirit that indwells us is God's spirit. But the ability to hear Him, the ability to receive the counsel of the Holy Spirit, As you read God's word, the ability to understand the word that God is speaking into your situation is something that you and I have to be disciplined and cultivate that habit of hearing from God. When people sing, when people preach, when people read Bible, when you read Bible, are you sensitive to hear what the Lord is speaking into your life? All it takes is one word from the Lord that can bring relief, restoration, deliverance, freedom. Praise the Lord. Peace in your life. But you and I ought to be sensitive. Praise the Lord. Read 1 John 2.27. Hmm. Hmm. the anointing that you have received from him where abides where? in you do you believe that? praise God we often think that it's only for certain individuals in the new testament every one of us have been anointed to do what is what we need to know and being sensitive is absolutely important if we have to move in the realm that God is calling us out to do. Praise the Lord. See, the Holy spirit, we have the human spirit and we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides in us and what does the Holy Spirit do? It tells us things that God wants us to know. The Bible says in First Corinthians chapter two, verse ten and eleven. Somebody read that for us, please. First Corinthians two, ten and eleven. Anybody? us Hmm. The Spirit, the, Spirit the Spirit searches all things. Listen, and we'll read the next part also. Hmm. Listen, the spirit within us, there is Holy Spirit, there is human spirit, and there is evil spirit, not in us. In us, everyone has the Holy Spirit and the human spirit. Some people are possessed by the evil spirit, that's not what we're talking about. When you talk about the spirit, we need to know there is Holy Spirit, there is human spirit, and there are evil spirits. We who have the human spirit, everyone has a human spirit. Our spirit knows everything about us. The things that we do, the things that are hidden in our mind, our spirit knows it. Likewise, Paul is saying, the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. There is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. And this Holy Spirit that resides in us, That indwells us. It searches the deep things of God. And the things that are relevant to me. And the things that I need to move in. And the things that I need to venture in. And the things where I need to act. According to the mind of the Lord. According to the divine design of God. The spirit of God that is within me. Searches the deep things of God and it takes that divine design concerning me and relates it to my human spirit. Because it is relevant to my situation. We all need to grow to that arena where we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This is not an exclusive for the spiritual elite in the kingdom of God. We have made some people to be spiritual elite. Yes, we need to acknowledge that everybody has different giftings. That's not what we are talking about. God's spirit that abides within us, Can lead us in the paths of God. Can lead us in the purpose of God. Can lead us into that custom cut plan that God has concerning our lives. And God wants us to venture in that path. And that is made known to us when the Holy Spirit that indwells us lets me in, fills me in the plan and the purpose of God concerning my life. When you go through a situation in your life Don't you think the Holy Spirit that indwells in you, the Spirit of God, that searches the deep things of God, has a word for you, has a counsel for you, has a remedy for you, that can bring you out of your situation. You can't make this abstract and put it away. No. God is involved in the intricate details of our lives. God is my well-wisher. God wants to lead me each day, every day. The problem is us. The problem is us. What is the problem? And what is the solution to the malady? That's what we need to know. Praise the Lord. What is the problem? Read first John 227. And to you, the anointing which you from him mm. abides in you. Mm. And you have no need for to teach you. Okay. The anointing, the Holy Spirit's are abide in us, and we should abide in the Spirit. So, what is the issue? You know what the issue is? Us abiding, praise the Lord. What does it mean to abide? Jesus talks about it also in John chapter 15, right? What does it mean to abide? To abide means to be in fellowship, praise the Lord. To be in fellowship, see in Christendom, that what we see is we come and we try to abide on weekends. Saturday Sunday service we are like in touch. We walk out of the church, are you still in touch? Ask yourself. Be real, be realistic. Sometimes we go so deep in stuff That it would take the next fasting and prayer and the next revival meeting which you have no plan to come to get you out of it. We have one every quarter. But who comes? We have one coming in two weeks. What are we saying? Sometimes we come and sit in the service and we are like occupied doing something else. I see somebody braiding their hair in the service right now. I'm serious. And you can stand here and you can, you can see everyone. This place is like perched up and it's, it gives you the bird's eye view. I even see people going right now, and everybody's phone is down like this. Somebody was googling what does abide means. Remain in fellowship. It's a state of our mind. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that you are always in a posture of prayer. It doesn't mean that you are always seated in a pew in a sanctuary. No. It is a state of mind. You could be working in your workplace. You could be in your school, in your college. You you could be in your marketplace. Wherever God has placed you, still the state of mind that is connected to him. Quite often, our bars are very low. And there is no connection. The key is... Abide in Him. Abide in Him. In other words, always the inner man is actively connected to Him. Praise the Lord. Living in the light of the scripture. Living in the light of His presence. That's what it means. Aware of who we are. Sometimes we forget we all are human beings. Yes, we do. But once you slip, you got to get back and you got to be connected abiding in Him that is the key abiding in Him staying in fellowship with Him staying in fellowship with Jesus staying in fellowship with the Holy Spirit staying in the Word of God praise the Lord being in fellowship means you are constantly communing with Him you are are in a state of mind where you are connected to Him Quite often we are in and out, in and out. It's like, you know, you go to a place, you have no Wi-Fi. And then you try to get the password and get connected, right? You want your device to be connected and you get the password from that place and you get connected and when you move out of that place, you are again disconnected. But you have a universal password. With the Holy Spirit indwelling you, you don't need to be in and out and in and out and in and out. Just get connected only on weekends. No, you and I can be constantly be connected because His Spirit lives within us. Praise the Lord. I don't have to run here and there. I don't have to go and activate my device. The Holy Spirit indwells me. I need to remain in fellowship with the Holy Spirit that indwells me. Because of God searches the deep things of God and that which is relevant to me. He conveys it to me as long as I am sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Paul uses the word having the mind of Christ. What is having the mind of Christ? having the mind of Christ doesn't mean that you act and you you talk and you carry yourself as a spiritual elite or spiritual superman or superwoman it doesn't mean that we are walking in absolute perfection no what it means is having God's mindset having God's values downloading the values of God and understanding the mind of God because you are in touch with the Holy Spirit that that is it's within you. You are in touch with the holy scripture that has been handled to you. You are in touch with the scripture that is stored within you. You activate that scripture and you activate that scripture and make it relevant to your life, to your situation. Is the fellowship with the Lord strained? Are you spending time reading God's word? Are you connected to the fellow believers in fellowship? Are you part of the brotherhood? Are you linked to someone in the body of Christ? It's not, it's hard to be linked to everyone, but are you linked to someone whom you are accountable to? These are all safety measures that God has put in place that would help us to live a life that is victorious. Don't look at your brother who loves you, the sister who loves you as a nosy person who gets into every one of your business. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, you are your brother's keeper. Because the Holy Spirit that's in you and the Holy Spirit that's in him is the same spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is prompting you to speak to your brother, to correct him, to instruct him, to lead him in the right path, you should do it. But if your fellowship is broken with your brother in you're reading scripture with the Holy Spirit, there is a remedy to the malady. You know what is the remedy to the malady? Something, the malady is the malady. Don't make malady the malady. Praise the Lord. When malady becomes a lifetime, it can become malady. No, there is a remedy to the malady. It's written in 1 John 1, 1.9. You know what that is, right? You don't know what that is? What is the remedy to the malady? Read. Somebody, somebody call it out. Ah! Lord, what is the sin business? We only equate sin business to, to, to some parts. Prophet Samuel says, If I did not pray for you, I," it is a sin. Do you know that if you don't pray for your fellow brothers, your family, that is considered a sin? Did you ever think about that as sin? But then we only equate certain things, right? Gossip. Is gossip sin? Is anger sin? Is envy sin? Being malicious, is that sin? Plotting and ploying and scheming, is that sin? Yes. Sometimes these things creep into us unknowingly. And it has the potential to break your connection. That's what we're talking about. And then we get desensitized by the world. Because it's an avalanche that's coming our way. The world is sending information on the information highway. Captures our mind. That's why we need to be armed with the mind of Christ. Praise the Lord. Holy Spirit has a word for all of us for every season that we are going through. If we would just connect. Turn to your neighbor and say connect. Connect. Praise the Lord. Get in touch. Praise God. And I don't need to go here and there. I don't need to go on a pilgrimage. I don't need to go to Israel. For that. The spirit abides within me. We'll pray. We'll conclude. And we'll we'll carry on next week. Father we yield our lives to you. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That is available for us. Enabling us to understand. What's authentic and what's fake. Enabling us to understand. The false gospel. From the real gospel Lord. Help us to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Father. When the Spirit of God searches the deep things of God and relates to our human spirit the plan and the purpose and the next step that we need to take, how often we miss it, Father, because we are in and out and out of touch with you. Forgive us, Lord. We confess that as our sin, as our wrongdoing. And I pray that our relationship, our communion and communication will be active and robust. In Jesus' name, Amen.